Hello, my lovely people. This is Short and Sweet Parenting Tips, COVID pre-launch number 11. For some of us, seeing the same faces every day lost its charm weeks ago. I know there are extended safer-at-home orders coming in, so that doesn't help. But please remember, those faces you look at across the table day in and day out are the most important people in your lives. Speaking of those significant people, this episode will cover your elementary and middle school kids. So this is officially part two in the three-part series. Please know that both episodes 11 and 12 overlap different information for middle school kids. So depending on where your kids are at, you may want to listen to the other episode too. Also, if you haven't listened to episode 10 on big picture ideas, invaluable resources, and universal methods, I suggest that too. Hey, if you just came into this series, I want you to know I have homeschool mama extraordinaire Christiana Gordy here for an open discussion about methods to help your kids prepare for the next school year while still enjoying summer vacation. Now we're just two moms bouncing ideas off each other, so we may mention different websites and programs in our discussion, but please know there is no affiliation or sponsorship between any of these companies and short and sweet tips. So, Christiana, I know that you homeschool, but we are public school, and I feel like our girls are behind already, and we have no idea what the fall holds in store. So, I I wanted to talk to some people about ideas they can do over the summer to help their kids. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Um, I know I've talked to a lot of moms, and their concern is the same. You know, over the summer, they're going to forget things, and with COVID, some people feel like their kids are a little behind anyway right now. So I think it's a concern for a lot of parents. When Katie was quite young, maybe in the first grade, I noticed that when she went back to school, she had a super hard time getting back into the routine, doing work, things like that. And I just thought to myself, you know, if she was doing something over the summer, it would be an easier transition for her to start going back to school and being used to doing work. And she's my routine kid, though, so that works for her. Yeah, and I think it's a sort of similar thing. I mean, when my kids were younger, they are very you know used to structure, even as homeschoolers, it's just kind of how we've always done it. And I noticed that when the school was over, they lacked in the, the ability to kind of go, what else are we what else can we do? They needed some kind of a schedule. So, which is kind of why I did some research, you know, googled this and that and kind of came up with a few things they could do just keep the routine going throughout the summer that's kind of where we began with it. And then also I always found with math, definitely there's, you know, some degree of forgetfulness, if you will. Um, For sure. So I like to kind of definitely keep that going. When they were younger, I would look up different things on Google and find like maybe um, like a unit study or something that they would have to read about. And maybe it encompassed like reading a book, but also talking about the geography of the area in the book. And then also maybe a little bit of the history from that particular book. And then they would have to do a book report toward the end. What I did a few summers ago was I had the girls read a biography a week. And every other week they got to choose their person. Um, And then the odd weeks I chose their person. And that's when I did the really creative reports where they would dress as their person or, or like I said, do a pizza box and lots of other creative things. How about, you know, something I wanted to cover with you, how you deal with distractions from siblings or, or other things. Well, that's funny you say that. I think 
the number one thing for homeschooling is you have to have a designated area where they're going to do this work. Now, of course, reading, you can do reading wherever. If you want to read on your bed, you want to read it, who cares? That's fine. But then I think it depends on your child. Like if they need total silence, then maybe they shouldn't be around their sibling. But I think if you have smaller children, it maybe would be a good idea to separate them in different areas while they're doing something specific that they need to really focus on. But I know, like I said, I'm saying that, and then in other families, they all everyone sits around the same table at the same time and does whatever their work is specifically, and they behave. And if someone is not behaving, then the older ones will kind of try to, you know, work with them to say, hey, you know, let's get back to it. Yeah, I think that for me, the big thing for for my girls' personalities is clutter-free. Food, papers, little things that their fingers are going to want to go play with <laughs> instead of working. I feel like clutter-free work area is as important as a sibling-free area, but that's just that's just my family dynamics. So, so if you're wanting them to read, probably having their iPad or their AirPods or whatever close by is probably not a great idea. So, yeah, then that's just a distraction. That's not just clutter. That's just a distraction. I know that there was one summer that Katie had a really hard time focusing. She, her eyes just wanted to go everywhere, but what she was working on, and I actually got one of those trifold presentation boards. Yes. <laughs> and I, I know those. Yeah. A blank one. Because if it had stuff on it, she would be looking at it. So I actually yes. put that around her so that she could focus. Yeah. I love that. I'm glad you brought that up because many parents may not know about those. One thing I really enjoyed doing with the girls when they were younger is picture book activities. They have whole weeks of projects based around a picture book and they have baking things, they have crafts, they have outdoor activities and it was just a really good fun thing um, to, to help their reading interest. Yes, that sounds really neat. I know for us those were kind of like unit studies. We would do those a lot too and that helps that everything kind of coordinates into one area so I think that's really good I also wanted to mention this is brand new there's a new app called ask my kid and it's also an Alexa um, or skill is that what skill it is? yes oh, and yeah, it's also it. an Alexa skill <laughs> and you you give there's different topics and so either on the app or Alexa it's ask my kid give them an art prompt or ask my kid, give them a exercise. Or ask my kid 20 questions or something like that. There's categories that you choose for your kids. And then the app or the Alexa just brings up an activity for them based on that topic. And it, it just gives them something to do. That's awesome. I like any of those neat kind of tools these days. Yeah, I mean, I don't want Alexa raising my kids <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> I, I don't know the age range on that. I would say elementary, maybe bordering on middle school, just on, on what I've seen of it. All right. Well, thank you so much again, Christiana. I'm so glad to have you as a resource. And I know that you have given a lot of value to this podcast. So hopefully we do another one again, but thank you so much. Thanks so much, Anne, for having me. It was lots of fun. I'm glad we could provide some information for parents. Definitely, definitely. And then people can just pick and choose if they find an idea they like, they can give it a try. And I'd love to hear feedback on, on what everyone tries. 
Also, check out the Short and Sweet Tips Facebook page for the resources we've mentioned here, plus a bunch of others. I'm so grateful that you have stuck with us for these great episodes on helping your kids. I know we don't have control over a lot right now, but we can make this easier on our kids by preparing them for the unknown next school year. I announced this last week, but we will officially launch the Short and Sweet Parenting Tips podcast on July 7. Plus, I'm really excited that my new website and blog will be up and running then too. It will be called MyShortAndSweetTips.com. I'd love your help getting the word out, so starting July 1, I will be posting launch announcements on the Short and Sweet Tips Facebook page and my personal page. I would be honored if you shared them on social media and tagged me. I hope you think my little school bus logo is cute because if you tag me, you will be entered into a drawing to win some short and sweet merchandise. Hey, I want to encourage everyone because I know you're doing the best you can with whatever set of circumstances you're dealing with. Be patient with yourself and your children and give your partner in crime a big kiss just because. I'm sure they need encouragement too. Most of all, keep on with your positive attitude because that is what is contagious.